tis true, fair daughter, and this blessed day ever in France shall be kept festival. To solemnize this day, the glorious sun stays in his course and plays the alchemist, turning with splendor of his precious eye the meager, cloddy earth to glittering gold. The yearly course that brings this day about shall never see it but a holiday. A wicked day and not a holy day. What hath this day deserved? What hath it done that it in golden letters should be set among the high tides in the calendar? Nay, rather turn this day out of the week, this day of shame, oppression, perjury, or if it must stand still, let wives with child pray that their burdens may not fall this day, lest that their hopes prodigiously be crossed. But on this day, let seamen fear no wreck, no bargains break that are not this day made. This day, all things begun come to ill end. Yea, faith itself to hollow falsehood change. By heaven, lady, you shall have no cause to curse the fair proceedings of this day. Have I not pawned to you, my majesty? You have beguiled me with a counterfeit resembling majesty, which, being touched and tried, proves valueless. You are forsworn, forsworn. You came in arms to spill mine enemy's blood, but now in arms you strengthen it with yours. The grappling vigor and rough frown of war is cold in amnity and painted peace. And our oppression hath made up this league. Arm, arm, you heavens, against these perjured kings. A widow cries, be husband to me, heavens. Let not the hours of this ungodly day wear out the days in peace, but ere sunset, let armed discord twixt these perjured kings. Oh, hear me. Oh, hear me. Lady Constance, peace. War, war, no peace. Peace is to me a war. Oh, Limoges, oh, Austria. Thou dost shame that bloody spoil, thou knave, thou wretch, thou coward, thou little valiant, great in villainy. Thou ever strong upon the stronger side, thou fortune's champion that doth never fight, but when her humorous ladyship is by to teach thee safety. Thou art perjured too, and soothest up greatness. What a fool thou art a ramping fool to brag and stamp and swear upon my party. Thou cold-blooded knave, hast thou not spoke like thunder on my side? Be sworn, my soldier, bidding me depend upon thy stars, thy fortune and thy strength. And dost thou now fall over to my foes? Thou wear a lion's hide. Doth it for shame and hang a calf's skin on, on those recreant limbs. Oh, that a man should speak those words to me. And hang a calf's skin on those recreant limbs? Thou dost not say so, villain, for thy life. Oh, and hang a calf's skin on those recreant limbs. 
we like not this. Thou dost forget thyself. Here comes the holy legate of the Pope. Hail, you anointed deputies of heaven. To thee, King John, my errand is. I, Pandolf of Fair Millen, Cardinal, and from Pope Innocent, the legate here, do in his name religiously demand why thou, against the church, our holy mother, so willfully dost spurn and force perforce keep Stephen Langton, chosen Archbishop of Canterbury, from the Holy See. This, in our foresaid holy father's name, Pope Innocent, I do demand of thee. What earthly name to interrogatories can task the free breath of a sacred king? Thou canst not, Cardinal, devise a name so slight, unworthy, and ridiculous to charge me to an answer as the Pope. Tell him this tale. And from the mouth of England add thus much more, that no Italian priest shall tithe or toll in our dominions. But as we, under God, are supreme head, so under him that great supremacy where we do reign, we will alone uphold without the assistance of a mortal hand. So tell the Pope, all reverence set apart to him and his usurped authority. Brother of England, you blaspheme in this. Though you and all the kings of Christendom are led so grossly by this meddling priest, dreading the curse that money may buy out, and by the merit of vile gold, dross, dust, Purchase corrupted pardon of a man who in that sale sells pardon from himself. Though you and all the rest so grossly led, this juggling witchcraft with revenue cherish. Yet I alone, alone do me oppose against the Pope and count his friends my foes. Then, by the lawful power that I have, thou shalt stand cursed and excommunicate and blessed shall be he that doth revolt from his allegiance to a heretic, and meritorious shall that hand be called, canonized, and worshipped as a saint that takes away by any secret course thy hateful life. O oh, lawful, let it be, that I have room with Rome to curse a while. Good Father Cardinal, cry thou amen to my keen curses, for without my wrong there is no tongue hath power to curse him right. There's law and warrant, lady, for my curse. And for mine too. When law can do no right, let it be lawful that law bar no wrong. Law cannot give my child his kingdom here, for he that holds his kingdom holds the law. Therefore, since law itself is perfect wrong, how can the law forbid my tongue to curse? Philip of France, on peril of a curse, let go the hand of that arch heretic and raise the power of France upon his head unless he do submit himself to Rome. Look'st thou pale, France, do not let go thy hand. Look to that, devil, lest that France repent, and by disjoining hands, hell lose a soul. King Philip, listen to the cardinal. Hang a calfskin on his recreant limbs. Well, ruffian, I must pocket up these wrongs, because Your I... breeches best may carry them? Philip, what sayst thou to the cardinal? What should he say but as a cardinal? Bethink you, Father, for the difference is purchase of a heavy curse from Rome, or the light loss of England for a friend. 
Forgo the easier. That's the curse of Rome. Oh, Louis, stand fast. The devil tempts thee here in likeness of a new untrimmed bride. The Lady Constance speaks not from her faith, but from her need. Oh, if thou grant my need, which only lives but by the death of faith, that need must needs infer this principle. All faith would live again by death of need. Oh, then tread down my need and faith mounts up. Keep my need up and faith is trodden down. The king is moved and answers not to this. Oh, be remove it from him and answer well. Do so, King Philip, hang no more in doubt. Hang nothing but a calfskin, most sweet lout. I am perplexed and know not what to say. What canst thou say, but will perplex thee more if thou stand excommunicate and curse? Good reverend father, make my person yours and tell me how you would bestow yourself. This royal hand and mine are newly knit and the conjunction of our inward souls, married in league, coupled and linked together with all religious strength of sacred vow. The latest breath that gave the sound of words was deep sworn faith, peace, amity, true love between our kingdoms and our royal selves. And even before this truth, but new before, no longer than we well could wash our hands to clap this royal bargain up of peace, heaven knows they were besmeared and overstained with slaughter's pencil, where revenge did paint the fearful difference of incensed king. And shall these hands, so lately purged of blood, so newly joined in love, so strong in both, unyoke this seizure and this kind regret. Play fast and loose with faith, so jest with heaven, make such unconstant children of ourselves as now again to snatch our palm from palm, unswear faith sworn and on the marriage bed of smiling peace to march a bloody host and make a riot on the gentle brow of true sincerity? Oh, holy sir, my reverend father, let it not be so. Out of your grace, devise, ordain, impose some gentle order, and then we shall be blessed to do your pleasure and continue friends. All form is formless. Order, orderless, save what is opposite to England's love. Therefore to arms, be champion of our church, or let the church our mother breathe her curse, a mother's curse on her revolting son. France, thou mayest hold a serpent by the tongue, a cased lion by the mortal paw, a fasting tiger safer by the tooth than keep in peace that hand which thou dost hold. I may disjoin my hand, but not my faith. So makest thou faith an enemy to faith, and like a civil war setst oath to oath, thy tongue against thy tongue. But let thy vow first made to heaven, first be to heaven performed, that is, to be the champion of our church, which since thou swarest is sworn against thyself, and may not be performed by thyself, for that which thou hast sworn to do amiss is not amiss when it is truly done. And being not done, where doing tends to ill, the truth is then more done not doing it. 
The better act of purposes mistook is to mistake again, though indirect, yet in direction thereby grows direct, and falsehood, falsehood cures, as fire cools fire within the scorched veins of one new burned. It is religion that doth make vows kept, but thou hast sworn against religion by what thou swearest against the thing thou swearest, and makest an oath, the surety for thy truth against an oath, the truth thou art unsure to swear, swears only not to be forsworn, else what a mockery should it be to swear? But thou dost swear only to be forsworn, and most forsworn to keep what thou dost swear, therefore thy later vows against thy first is in thyself rebellion to thyself, and better conquest never canst thou make. Then arm thy constant and thy nobler parts against these giddy loose suggestions, upon which better part our prayers come in, if thou vouchsafe them. But if not, then know the peril of our curses light on thee so heavy as thou shalt not shake them off, but in despair die under their black weight. Rebellion. Flat rebellion. Wilt not be. Will not a calfskin stop that mouth of thine? Father to arms. On thy wedding day? Against the blood that thou hast married? What, shall our feast be kept with slaughtered men? Shall braying trumpets and loud churlish drums, clamors of hell, be measures to our pomp? Oh, husband, hear me. I, alack, how new is husband in my mouth. Even for that name, which till this time my tongue did ne'er pronounce, upon my knee I beg, go not to arms against mine uncle. Oh, upon my knee, made hard with kneeling, I do pray to thee, thou virtuous Dauphin, alter not the doom forethought by heaven. Now shall I see thy love. What motive may be stronger with thee than the name of wife? That which upholdeth him that thee upholds. His honor, oh, thine honor, Louis, thine honor. I muse your majesty doth seem so cold when such profound respects do pull you on. I will denounce a curse upon his head. Thou shalt not need. England, I will fall from thee. O fair return of banished majesty. O foul revolt of French inconstancy. France, thou shalt rue this hour within this hour. Old time, the clock setter, that bald sexton time, is it as he will? Well then, France shall rue. Sons are cast with blood. Fair day, adieu. Which is the side that I must go withal? I am with both. Each army hath a hand, and in their rage, I having hold of both, they whirl asunder and dismember me. Husband, I cannot pray that thou mayest win. Uncle, I needs must pray that thou mayest lose. Father, I may not wish the fortune thine. Grandam, I will not wish thy wishes thrive. Whoever wins on that side shall I lose, assured loss before the match be played. Lady, with me, with me thy fortune lies. There where my fortune lives, there my life dies. Cousins, go draw our puissance together. France, I am burned up with inflaming wrath a rage whose heat hath this condition, that nothing can allay, nothing but blood. 
the blood and dearest valued blood of France. Thy rage shall burn thee up, and thou shalt turn to ashes, ere our blood shall quench that fire. Look to thyself, thou art in jeopardy. No more than he that threats to arms let's high.